Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Robin Hood and the Tinker Part 1 Telling how the Sheriff of Nottingham swore that he would deal dole to Robin Hood. Also, how he made three trials thereat, but missed each time by a good bow's length. Now, it was told before how two hundred pounds were set upon Robin Hood's head, and how the Sheriff of Nottingham swore that he himself would seize Robin, both because he would fain have the two hundred pounds, and because the slain man was a kinsman of his own. Now the sheriff did not yet know what a force Robin had about him in Sherwood, but thought that he might serve a warrant for his arrest as he could upon any other man that had broken the laws. Therefore he offered fourscore golden angels to any one who would serve this warrant. But men of Nottingham Town knew more of Robin Hood in his doings than the sheriff did and many laughed to think of serving a warrant upon the bold outlaw, knowing well that all they would get for such service would be cracked crowns, so that no one came forward to take the matter in hand. Thus a fortnight passed, in which time none came forward to do the sheriff's business. Then said he, A right good reward have I offered to whosoever would serve my warrant upon Robin Hood. I marvel that no one has come to undertake the task. Then one of his men who was near him said, Good master, thou wottest not the force that Robin Hood has about him, and how little he cares for the warrant of king or sheriff. Truly no one likes to go on this service for fear of cracked crowns and broken bones. Then I hold all Nottingham men to be cowards, said the sheriff. And let me see the man in all Nottinghamshire that dare disobey the warrant of our sovereign lord, King Harry. For, by the shrine of St. Edmund, I will hang him forty cubits high. But if no man in Nottingham dare win fourscore angels, I will send elsewhere. For there should be men of metal somewhere in this land. Then he called up a messenger in whom he placed great trust and bade him saddle his horse and make ready to go to Lincoln Town, to see whether he could find anyone there that would do his bidding, and win the reward. So that same morning the messenger started forth upon his errand. Bright shone the sun upon the dusty highway that led from Nottingham to Lincoln, stretching away all white over hill and dale. Dusty was the highway, and dusty the throat of the messenger, so that his heart was glad when he saw before him the sign of the Blue Boar Inn, when somewhat more than half his journey was done. The inn looked fair to his eyes, and the shade of the oak trees that stood around it seemed cool and pleasant, so he alighted from his horse to rest himself for a time, calling for a pot of ale to refresh his thirsty throat. There he saw a party of right 
jovial fellows seated beneath the spreading oak that shaded the green sward in front of the door. There was a tinker, two barefoot friars, and a party of six of the king's foresters all clad in Lincoln green, and all of them were quaffing humming ale and singing merry ballads of the good old times. Loud laughed the foresters as jests were bandied about between the singing and louder laughed the friars, for they were lusty men with beards that curled like wool of black rams. But loudest of all laughed the tinker, and he sang more sweetly than any of the rest. His bag and his hammer hung upon a twig of the oak tree, and nearby leaned his good stout cudgel, as thick as his wrist and knotted at the end. Come, cried one of the foresters to the tired messenger. Come join us for this shot. Ho, oh, landlord, bring a fresh pot of ale for each man. The messenger was glad enough to sit down along with the others who were there, for his limbs were weary and the ale was good. Now what news bearest thou so fast, quoth one, and whither ridest thou today? The messenger was a chatty soul and loved a bit of gossip dearly. Besides, the pot of ale warmed his heart, so that settling himself in an easy corner of the inn bench, while the host leaned upon the doorway and the hostess stood with her hands beneath her apron, he unfolded his budget of news with great comfort. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more. All at the end of the road